0: We know that we live in him and he lives in us because he has given us of his spirit and we have seen and testify that the father has sent his son to be the saviour of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God God lives in him and he in God and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. We love because he first loved us. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: wear heels so that you could see me Um, I'm glad you can see me but uh, to be honest I'd uh, rather you didn't see me and I'll tell you why Uh, those of you listening online have an advantage because you can't see me but here um, is a picture that I use when I'm planning um, all of my sermons to remind me of what we are trying to do as preachers It's an altar painting um, from St. Mary's Church in Wittenberg, which is where Martin Luther uh, made a bit of a name for himself. It's by Lucas Cranach, and you can see Martin Luther in the pulpit, and he's pointing to Christ crucified. And the congregation are not looking at Martin Luther. They're looking at Jesus. So let's pray. spirit of god point us to jesus may you inspire our minds and captivate our hearts and as we look at the word this morning transform us into the likeness of christ in his name and to his glory amen Amen. okay well here we are at the start of the summer holidays um, so we're all a bit demob happy especially the teachers have we got any teachers here this morning yeah you look 10 years younger already mr Picard. um yeah well beginning of the summer holidays which is a great feeling isn't it and um since we are all a little bit demob happy and since we've all actually been sweltering this week and not been able to be bothered with anything I'm not going to tax you too much this morning we'll be looking at the whole passage in our home groups but for this morning I've just got one verse for you and it's verse 16 and it says this we know and rely on the love God has for us and I've just got two points the first is relax and the second is risk relax and risk because our aim as a church is to love God and to live his adventure. So those two verbs, relax and risk, you're going to be very familiar with. As you know, uh, we have four children and uh, that means it's an awful lot of godparents to find. The Church of England likes you to have Uh, at least three possibly five that's an awful lot of people to find and uh, you might think if you looked at our list of godparents that we chose them uh, not on the holiness of their living but on their location we've uh, visited godparents in south africa in sweden and in memphis but the one i'd like to tell you about this morning is the godmother from norway we went to visit her and when we went uh, we went up pulpit rock there it is um, as you can see, it is a huge cliff. Um, what's not very clear because of the contrast is that it is 600 metres uh, sheer drop down to the fjord below. Um, there's a path up to it at the front there, and then you get out onto this kind of promontory that's like a, a pulpit. And we went to climb this about eight years ago. Now, I hate heights. And... It had taken us a few hours to do the whole walk, the climb up to the uh, summit and as we approached a thick fog descended and the others were a bit nervous and very uncharacteristically I strode out um, along the path one foot in front of the other in the fog and we got to the plateau and as the fog lifted I saw the path I'd just gone along. (laughs) And I was horrified, (laughs) this one right at the bottom. (laughs) I was absolutely terrified. Do you know, if I'd known where I was walking, I would never have gone along it. Um, But we had no choice. It was one foot in front of the other to reap the rewards of our labors. And the reason that was important to us was that at the time it was a prophetic picture of our family circumstances. Um, after Martin had done his PhD, he needed to get some extra clinical experience and he was offered this amazing opportunity of a year in Great Ormond Street Hospital. And due to the short term nature of the contract, we couldn't move the children uh, schools for a year and we had to live apart as a family. And for any of you who've done that, it's hard work. We had no idea how we would get through that. And we had no idea what would happen when the contract had run out. We loved where we were living in Newcastle. It was a lovely place. We had a great church, great friends, affordable housing. It was a bit of a gilded cage actually, but we loved it. And so it was a journey of trust for us that we were making. It felt like one step in front of the other in the fog. But you know, it was during that year that we learned to know and rely on the love God has for us. Looking back, it was an amazing year for Martin professionally. It was a fun year for us. We went to London most weekends. The children had the British Museum as their playground, um, which was marvellous. And we uh, got involved in Holy Trinity Brompton, which um, put us on an amazing spiritual journey where I think our faith was renewed and refreshed. And I think it's the seeds of uh, my journey to being an ordained minister, which we didn't see coming at all. Um, That's why last week, uh, two weeks ago, we told you that our family motto was probably relax and risk. We've been frightened of change, but we learned to know God's love through it. I I wanted to share this with you today because I I wonder if there are people here this morning for whom life feels like a journey in the fog where you are putting one step in front of the other and you just don't know where you're heading or where it's going. For a lot of you here, it might be uh, waiting for exam results, not knowing where you're going to be in September, or it may be a health issue or a work issue or family circumstances, relationship issue. I don't know, but you, you, you might feel like um, you're taking one step in front of another, you have no choice but to keep going and you don't know where it's headed. You need to know and rely on the love God has for you. So very briefly, our first word, relax. You know, as a a parent or a grandparent, if if a child is frightened of the dark or going to school or having an injection or whatever, um, we take their hand and we say, it's okay, I'll come with you. And children respond to that they trust that you're going to be with them through it we need to develop that kind of trust in our heavenly father relax you have a heavenly father who loves you now please understand me when i say that i'm not uh trying to do that patronizing don't you worry about a thing because every little thing is going to be all right we all know life isn't like that don't we what God is saying is that when you go through difficult times, he will never leave you or forsake you. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus tells us not to worry. It's on the screen there. Because our Heavenly Father knows what we need. It's the pagans who have to worry. It's the people who don't know they have a Heavenly Father who loves them, who have no option but to worry we have got the constant presence of our heavenly father and there's no safer place to be when life is uncertain now before we moved to shrewsbury i um was going to the shops one day i was walking to the shops when my constant companion panic came alongside me and i started on this kind of cycle you know where you get yourself really wound up panicking and i was thinking What about my mum because she's a very frail and i was thinking what about schools for the children and what about housing and what about money and what about what about and i was just getting myself into such a state and it was as if god just cut through it and said are you going to trust me and you know i think that's really interesting because if i were to ask you you would say yeah yeah i know i can trust god through hard times but actually doing it it's hard it can be hard we know it in theory but are we going to trust god through life's difficulties are we going to trust god when he's calling us into something that seems outside of our comfort zone which brings me on to our second word risk we've had relax and now we're on to risk Building trust in God requires action, and sometimes you need to take the risk of saying, God, I am going to trust you as my Heavenly Father. I am going to take this leap of faith, knowing that you are utterly trustworthy and you will never leave me. I don't know if any of you have ever been swimming with tiny children, um, either as parents or grandparents, or, or you might have just noticed them at the swimming pool. And there's always this great thing that little ones and parents do at the pool where the child will stand on the side of the pool and the parent will go like this and there'll be that second where the child will think, am I going to jump? If I jump, will she catch me or will I go under? And there's that kind of thing going on in their head, the hesitation as they weigh that up. And the child jumps and they're caught. And it's such good fun. They get out and they jump in again. And they get out and they jump in again. And it's just this wonderful game that goes on of jumping off the side of the pool. Do you know, if the child never jumps, they'll never find out that mum and dad are trustworthy. And they'll never find out what great fun you can have in the water. And I think so often with us, there's a battle going on between trust and fear, both of which have consequences. I mentioned earlier that our existence in Newcastle had become a bit of a gilded cage. Um, When we moved to Shrewsbury, uh, somebody said to me, you you have come to the graveyard of ambition. Um, (laughs) Management theorists tell us that um, we are not supposed to live in our comfort zone. Somebody told me at the barbecue they hate the phrase comfort zone. Are you here this morning? I'm sorry I'm sorry if uh, you don't like that phrase. I can't find another phrase to describe it. But management consultants tell us that we do not perform well in our comfort zone because we are everything is familiar. Nothing is stretching us. We don't have to be creative. We don't have to learn more about ourselves. We're just stuck in this nice, easy place. And they tell us that the best place to be is outside of your comfort zone, but not so much outside of it that you are horribly stressed and out of your depth. Now, I think our um, church mission statement, loving God and living his adventure, takes us out of our comfort zone. But because we can utterly rely on the love God has for us, we don't need to get into that red zone where our resources are... Um, not meeting the demands on us. And I wonder this morning if there are people who uh, feel that God is maybe drawing them into something uh, that they feel a bit out of their depth with. I wonder if anybody is feeling challenged to start something or do something. I wonder if there are people here who need to move away from the graveyard of ambition, actually. I wonder if God is calling people further afield, brothers and sisters you are completely safe in the arms of God. Let me tell you, you do not have the resources to do what God wants you to do, but we have a God who is never short of resources. You know, I used to be under the impression that if God called me to something that was out of my comfort zone, out of my ability, or if life threw something difficult at me, I used to have this picture of God, that this was God... um, Sending me these challenges as a test to see how much I loved him. And here, dressed up in pain and suffering and insecurity, was my golden opportunity to show God that I was going to be faithful to him. And more often than not, I would get angry at God. I would panic (laughs) and I would doubt him so then not only was I struggling with this big calling or this anxiety I was also a failure as a Christian has anybody ever been there yeah you know verse 16 is telling us a very different story it's saying that God is utterly reliable not that he wonders if he can rely on our love for him but that we know And rely on God's love for us if you read through Scripture and I'm sure many of you here have that the whole narrative of it is about weak ordinary fallible people doing extraordinary things because God is with them and through the Old Testament narrative in particular there's this wonderful kind of refrain that runs through every story we come across God was with Moses God was with Abraham, God was with Joshua, God was with Deborah. Everyone you come across is only doing the stuff because they're relying on God's resources. So that if your life's difficult, or if God is calling you to something which makes you a bit anxious, it's God's opportunity to prove to you that he is faithful. Brothers and sisters, I'd like to invite you this morning to relax and risk, to know and rely on the love God has for you. You might have heard the story uh, of when uh, John Kavanagh, the Jesuit ethicist, went to visit Mother Teresa. She's coming up a lot these days, isn't she? We had her up last week as well. Um, But uh, John Kavanagh asked uh, Mother Teresa to pray for him, that he would have clarity. And she said, no, I'm not praying for that. Clarity is the last thing you are clinging on to, and you must let it go. And he was a bit shocked, and he said, well, you seem to have the clarity that I long for. And she laughed, and she said, I've never had clarity. What I have had is trust. So I'm going to pray that you will trust God. That's a beautiful picture of relax and risk of knowing and relying on the love God has for you. We're going to finish now with a uh, a short time of reflection. You might want to wriggle around, get comfortable. (laughs) Okay. Now, you might be one of those who uh, feels like the fog's descended and that you're taking one step in front of another through a thick fog and you can't see where things are going or you might be somebody who's pushing out into new ground and you're torn between trust and fear wondering what the consequences of both might be we are in the presence of a God who does not change he has promised never to leave us or forsake us And he wants us to put aside our fears and our discouragements. So in a moment of silence, let's reflect on the issues we face. It may be something new or unsettling. It may be that you've come through a period of change and you want to reflect on that. We know and rely on the love God has for us. In the silence, let's just relax in that love say to God, yes, I'm going to rely on your love, whatever challenges I face. Let's just have a moment now. part of our service with uh, an ancient prayer from St. Teresa. you probably heard it. Let nothing disturb you. Nothing affright you. All things are passing. God never changes. Patient endurance attains to all things. God possesses and nothing is wanting. Alone God suffices. Amen.